And we are live. Hey, Matt. How's it going? Good, man. Welcome back. It's been a minute. Yeah. We came out with these grandiose plans to record all throughout 2022. Took a little pause, but you know what? We're back. We're still back, and we're going to... We're going to finish 2022 strong, I think. We're yeah. going to finish strong. I like it. And we're coming out with a bang today, talking about our favorite product, your favorite product, my favorite product, everyone's favorite product, Twitter, and some business ideas for it. You left it pretty broad. You could take it in the direction of if you were king of Twitter, how would you improve the product? If you want to unbundle Twitter, what features would you pull off of it? But hopefully this will be an idea-heavy episode for it. Yeah, me too. Cool. Uh, do you have any ideas you want to start with? Oh, I was going to ask you to start, but I'm happy to. One thing that's been interesting that I've noticed on Twitter recently, and I don't know if you've seen this too, I've seen a couple people once a week putting out a thread of the best things that they read or consumed that week. I've seen Chamath do it. He puts out his best things I read this week. Packy McCormick does his weekly dose of optimism. And I thought it was just a really good idea, actually, of people who I trust aggregating content for me and just sharing what the best things that they read that week were. And I think it's a really interesting idea for a business, either as a feature within Twitter or as a separate product, where you basically just put out like every week or periodically, here are the best things I consumed, the best articles, the best podcasts. I listened to them. I actually read them or listened to them. And if you're going to listen to anything, then like these are the ones that I would read or listen to. What do you think? Yeah, I love it. I actually had written down something similar as well. And I think we've maybe talked about something similar to this in the past also. But I think it'd be really cool. I want, I think like the idea of like being able to know that either A, my friends or B, people that I follow that I trust and want to know what they're reading or listening to. If there's a way for me to easily uh, have a feed of everything that that they are listening to or reading. And then I think B, having it be, having a way for me to very easily check off that I want to read it, put it to a to-do list to read, put it to a, okay, I archive it. I don't want to read that. And I think using that as a way to help curate more content of what I want to read and what I want to listen to would be really awesome. And I think it would be really cool also for, it would be a way for people who are creators or like curators to build a following for being a good curator as well. So I think that it would be, it would be really cool. And maybe within Twitter, maybe I think it could be its own separate product though. Oh yeah, I totally agree. And my mind's going in a lot of different directions here because I have a lot of overlapping ideas with a lot of things you just shared. Starting from the most recent comment that you made about people being able to build up value as aggregators. I think that's actually a really interesting opportunity for individual creators on Twitter where a lot of people are creating their own content and that's awesome. And we do all the work of finding who those people are that we want to follow. But I think that there's so much content out there that probably one way to get a following would be just to figure out how you can package together some of the best content that you've seen and then put it in one feed so that if people followed you, then they just go to you to get like that best content. So it's, I think it's both like a tool for people who already have a following to be able to put out like, hey, here are the things I consumed, but also for it's an opportunity for individual creators on Twitter to build a following as someone who is really good at aggregating content. And it's kind of like Ben Thompson's aggregation theory or like Clayton Christensen's modularization and interdependence theory. Like it's just a way that businesses accrue value over time. Sometimes you're like the individual creator and then sometimes you're just aggregating everything together. But I think that's both an opportunity for individual creators if they want to try and get a following, but also as a product. Yeah. And that's, I think there are people out there who have email lists and their whole email is 
the five best things on Hacker News that came out the, in the last week or something like that. So there's people that are doing this, I think, independently. But I, yeah, I think that making it easier for people to do and putting it into more of a platform would be really interesting. And I, I know that also, just for me, I would love to know... I would love an easy way for if you could effortlessly add something to a list that I also had access to that I could see, oh, this would be interesting and I want to read it too, then that would, I think that would just be a really cool experience. Yeah. And I, I want to go back to that too, because I think that's a really good point. It's something that already happens. It just doesn't happen on Twitter. Like my messages, or there are certain groups that we're both in or that we're in independently of each other, where what you do is you'll see something on Twitter you'll share a link to that in a group chat that you're already in on Apple messages. And then that's how you socialize some of the stuff that you're reading or seeing on Twitter. And that might be a link to an article. It might just be a tweet, but whether it's like the investment group chat that we're in, or like I'm in one with my brothers where we talk about sports and we're constantly just like sharing stuff that we see on Twitter or memes or whatever it is. A lot of the stuff that you end up consuming on Twitter ends up leaving Twitter when you want to make it a social experience. And so I think it's a huge missed opportunity for Twitter to basically have a feed or a group chat with a friend or a group of friends where you're both interlaying, here's your commentary on it, but then also here are things that you're consuming on Twitter. And I think they can look a couple of different ways. So, so I'll propose two things. One is, I think there could be just a better direct message experience within Twitter, where if you wanted to have a group chat about a specific topic or just with a group of people, you could then go in and both like type in your own comments, but then also share links to tweets or links to other articles, which Twitter, direct messages are just not that good at the moment. The other is I think there's like an interesting opportunity to have a feed that you could like, where you could follow either search terms or people as a group and then have their like tweets go into your feed, but then also be able to chat on top of that as well. So those are two ways I can imagine it looking. It could get very clunky, but I'm, I think like my general thought is I'm amazed that like Twitter is not a more social app. And that most of what you do socially on Twitter ends up leaving it to go to Apple messages. Does Twitter even have group chats? Can you group Twitter? Let me try right now. I don't think so. But even if you could, it's not a good experience for it. It's not an ideal experience. Yeah. So you actually can do group chats, but you're right. It's a terrible experience. No one uses it. Maybe that's a better way of saying it. No one uses it. It's just not good enough where people actually use that feature. Yeah. 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 I, so if you were going to start a business around it, like what would be, what do you think is the idea here? If you were going to unbundle this from Twitter or figure out a way to create something of value on top of the platform or somewhat separate from it? So I think there are two ways I'm thinking about it. One is I think there's an opportunity for the product team at Twitter. If I were running the product team, I'd probably, I'd have a group of people focusing on how do you improve the social experience within Twitter so that what people do socially already doesn't leave the app. Like people are sharing tweets. They're just doing it in Apple messages and not on Twitter. How do you create a better social experience in the app? So I think that's an opportunity for the product team. The other opportunity is what I think you're describing, which is basically like people use, at least me, I'll personalize this. Like I get almost all of my news from Twitter, whether that's people that I follow or articles that I see. And then what I'll end up doing with a lot of those articles is I'll, I'll click on them and then I'll open them in a tab and then maybe I'll read them. Maybe I won't, but I basically have this like unending thread of stuff that I want to read. And it's not really organized in any one place. And so then I think the opportunity from there, one, actually there are two, I'm going in a lot of directions, but one is I think that you could have almost Hocket, the app that existed a while ago, where it was like your articles that you could save. I think yeah. you should be able to have a, a place like that for content you want to consume later on Twitter. And 
I even had shared last week about a Twitter bot idea where you could basically like tag content, then it would add it to this list, but you could also just have it be one of the buttons within Twitter. So that's one idea. Actually, I'll stop there and then I'll let you react to that. And then I have another idea after that. Yeah, I think that, I think what would be really interesting is building a better version of Twitter bookmarks, which I occasionally I'll bookmark a tweet, but I haven't, I don't really go back and look at them. Or if I do, it's just a list. Like you can't really do anything with it. Yeah. So I think what would be great is I think a Twitter bot could be interesting, but it's public. So, cause you have to tweet to make it the bot work. But I think what would be more interesting to me is a Chrome extension that would overlay like a button, like an ad button on every tweet or every article on Twitter. And then when you click that, it would go into your own folder. That's the app that, that the Chrome extension is connected to. And then within that app, I think that you could use that as a way to triage all the things that you see. I think that would be really interesting. I guess it wouldn't necessarily work on the, like the iPhone app as I'm thinking about this. So it would only work on desktop if you did that, but I think that would be interesting. And then I think like using that to then turn that into maybe a more social platform where you can follow people and like, at least like, I know if we both had it, I would love to see that. Okay. This is on Matt's list and I want to read this and, and maybe you could even after you read it, you could have a message and then I would see, oh, that you read it. This is what you thought about it. We could have a conversation about it. So I think that kind of thing would be really, so that's kind of the product that I would love to see. And I, I think there's an opportunity to build something pretty big there. Yeah. I don't disagree with you, but did you ever, I'm trying to remember what the name of the service was. I don't know if it was Pillow. I think it was Nuzzle. Yeah. Do you remember this like, just a while ago? Did you ever use this? I never used it, but I did research on it for the podcast. Did you, have you used it? I used it a while ago, but I'm trying to remember back to my experience. And the reason I'm thinking about it is I'm trying to remember why I didn't use it. Like this in theory, I think is a very good idea. I'm trying to remember why it, why Nuzzle didn't take it. It did take off. It was pretty successful. And then it got bought out by Twitter. Oh, and, it did. Okay. And Twitter shut it down. I realize that. Basically. But yeah, I think, so the way Nuzzle worked from what I was looking into is basically instead of having to go on Twitter you go on nuzzle will then show you all of the links that so it doesn't show you any tweets it was just showing you the links that your friends shared if and then it would say like the links that were shared by more people would show up first basically so you didn't see tweets you only saw links and like news basically so it was a way to see the news that your friends were posting without going on twitter i don't know if there were any real social components to it other than the fact that you were reading what other people were sharing that's my understanding of it gotcha yeah because I, I think that is helpful both for like my own personal tracking of what i read and consume and then being able to say okay here's my favorite things that i read which I, I do just offline i do it on notion and i do it only for books i don't do it for articles as well so i think it'd be helpful for my own personal tracking but then also for if we wanted to make it social i think there is to your point a really good opportunity where what I'm already doing is there are people that I trust and we'll share content with each other, but I would love if I could just go and see, all right, what are the things that they recommend without me even having to go and ask them or without them having to go share it. It just makes it a less frictionful experience. I, I agree with you. I think what's hard with a, a, something like that though, is that you, no matter what, you're inherently adding friction to the process. So I think that's what makes it really difficult. If you're trying to get someone who is, I think the reason people use iMessage is because it's the least friction to take something and copy it into something that's already always up on their computer. 
or on their phone. Yeah. Whereas if you're trying to introduce this other app that people don't use, I think that becomes that's more challenging and why I think something like this doesn't exist already. That's my hypothesis there. I think that's fair. And I think another reason is maybe that content is still pretty dispersed across a lot of different platforms that you consume. So like Twitter is one place, but there's still a lot of the news that you get from Twitter that links to some other platform. And one of the ideas I was thinking of is I'm honestly amazed that Twitter has not come out with a Substack competitor or that they haven't even tried to acquire Substack. Like it's, it's crazy to me that there are people who are building a platform on Twitter, like the Packy McCormick, they're building a huge following and they create this long form content, which could probably exist on Twitter, even if it doesn't fit into a tweet. And they're like capitalizing on all this value off the platform. I would think that Twitter would want to come out with something. I think they've had like super follows or ways for you to be able to engage with your audience. But I would think that Substack would be a really interesting company for Twitter to buy or to compete with directly. Yeah, I agree. I think that makes sense. They did buy Review, R-E-V-U-E, which is an email service that lets writers publish newsletters. So it's it, it's essentially a Substack competitor. So they did buy a smaller, they bought this company, which was definitely smaller than Substack. So it was probably a lot mm. more affordable. Yeah. Um, and I know, I don't know if you've seen anyone on Twitter have on the top of their profile, like subscribe to my email list and it'll say how many subscribers they are. So they're they are integrating it a little bit into the platform. Yeah. Gotcha. I think for all these things, it's just amazing to me that Twitter is such a widely used application. And yet I think they've done such a bad job of building out the product and improving the product experience and capitalizing on the business side. I could file that I spend multiple hours a day on this platform and they've basically been the exact same for the past 10 years I've been using that. Yeah. Like the fact that, and they could have a trillion dollar market cap if they were. I think so too, dude. I think so too. Aren't it? And the problem is they haven't been able to grow the product. Like they're not, it's not only, yeah, they have the same number of users as they had 10 years ago. I think that's- Because they can't kill all the Twitter bots, man. <laughs> it's the only reason. Yeah, the Twitter bots are scaring people away from the platform. Yeah. Totally. All right, I, I know that you had a bunch of ideas. Why don't you hit me with one? Okay, cool. So let's see what I had. Some of my ideas were similar to, it touched on a lot of the things that we were just- talking about. One thing I'll call out first is there's a really great article by Chris Saka called What Twitter Can Be. And he wrote this like basically manifesto, like very long article, which is just interesting if anyone wants to think more deeply about what is wrong with Twitter or what what where Twitter could go. I think it's funny that okay, and this speaks to exactly what you were saying. He wrote the article on June 3rd, 2015. And it's yeah. pretty much exactly still applicable on August 2nd, 2022. <laughs> yeah, I just opened this up. This is wild. I just noticed the date. So crazy. It's literally, it's really interesting how applicable it, it's slightly. Something has changed a little bit, but it's very similar to uh, seven years ago, which I guess is why their stock price was the same as it was seven years ago, basically. But anyway, so I thought that was, that's an interesting read. I would recommend it. There were three takeaways that he had in the article, which was one, okay. So the ways to improve Twitter, one, make tweets effortless to enjoy, make it easier for all to participate. Uh, so I think he was saying a lot of people feel overwhelmed or don't like getting people to actually tweet, make it easier for people to be an active participant in the network and then make each of us on Twitter feel heard and valuable. So I don't know exactly what he means by that. Make people feel like if they tweet, it's not going into the void, maybe. But I think that one area that might be interesting to brainstorm it on is 
let's say you were going to make a new Twitter or you were trying to make a competitor to Twitter or something like that. So I was thinking, how would you do that? And I think the way to create some other, think of Twitter as basically a community, right? But it's like, it's like Reddit where Reddit is communities. The communities are just more structured on Reddit where everyone is in their own subreddit. Whereas Twitter, they are communities on Twitter too. There's sports and there's movies and there's tech. And then even within tech, there's uh, marketing and finance and there every there's all these different communities I think that are on Twitter so I think that I think there's an interesting opportunity to unbundle one of everyone talks about unbundling reddit and then create your own version of that community off it but I think you could do it for Twitter as well I think one example of this is I guess it's Reddit Twitter but hacker news which is basically a community that's like tech and like it's very vibrant very successful and I think if you wanted to do that for some community on Twitter create your own version where it was very similar in terms of the format was maybe similar to Twitter but maybe you could build features that were really helpful for people who cared about that type of uh, that community so if it were maybe if it were movies like there would be some sidebar that like brought up information about the movies people were talking about or I don't know just a random idea but that's something that I think, you know, if you were to start a new Twitter, maybe the best way is to start niche, create a new Twitter that caters perfectly to that audience. And then you could either have a successful social app just for that one audience, or then you could expand it from there. But I think that, I think it's going to be very difficult for someone to create like just a new reg Twitter that is a general mm -hmm. app. I think that you want to start with something that's niche and then make it really useful for that group of people and then expand it from there, basically. Yeah. It, do you have an idea off the top of your head of which niche you would start with if you were going to do that? I think that I don't have a specific idea, but I think if you were going to do like marketing or sports, I think sports would probably be a really interesting I was thinking one. sports as well. Uh, yeah. It, because I think there's a lot of information that could be very specific to to sports that could be really interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking sports as well, because I think there's there's like a topical nature to sports, whereas some tech things you can talk about them whenever, or maybe there are like things that happen that day, like Elon Musk will do something funny and then you'll people will talk about it. But for sports, you have like today is a good example. You have the MLB trade deadline and there's a bunch of content that's coming out just about that one event. And there are people that you follow to get information about that one event that you trust. As a Caps fan and a DC sports fan generally, I'm in a Capitals group chat with a few of our friends from college. And we'll like on game days start talking about topics and we'll share tweets about different events. But I agree with you that there's something topical about sports where there are like events that happen and events that you want to hear from specific people about. So if you were going to be, I don't know if like creating a new version of Twitter or augmenting the current version of Twitter, I've had a couple of thoughts about this exact thought which are how do you like create a way for people to engage with each other with other like fans of a specific topic around a certain event and for sports i think that's a really natural one where you have like fantasy football on sundays or a caps game that happens or the trade deadline there are like events that happen uh, and you can go in and engage with people and that could be like a twitter space where there are people who get together and basically just stay online and talk about all the things that they're experiencing in that moment or commentate on it or if there's a game, you could have, we talked about this in our very first episode, you could have like commentators pop up mm. for a sporting event where you have them like commentating live on top of the event that's actually happening. And they have no affiliation with the team. They can just like build up a following through Twitter by putting out good content and being people that 
people, other people want to listen to. So I was thinking about sports too. I was thinking about Twitter spaces. I was thinking about how do you like create this experience around specific events? And I think sports lend themselves to that really well, where you have like people are really fanatical about very specific teams. There are people who have built up followings over time and like brands in the sports world and people you want to follow. And could you just give tools to those people to be able to put out content and be engaging and then give tools to followers to be able to follow them in the most seamless way possible? I don't know if that's exactly what you were going for, but that was the direction my brain was going in before this conversation. Yeah, I think that's all true. And yeah, I think just the thought process there is, okay, if you're how can you unbundle communities on Twitter and create a separate app that can be really useful for them, basically? Yeah. Yeah. Do you, maybe that's another question. Do you want to create, would you want to create a new app? Because one of the things I find really amazing about Twitter is you can have conversations with people you would never otherwise be able to access. Like I've had Twitter DMs with some very cool people. Yeah, that's Just because I put out content and they have engaged with it and then DM me about it. Or vice versa, or like I reach out to them and then like I've gotten job interviews that way and stuff. And I think part of that is because you can build up this almost like, a, I guess, back to our unbundling LinkedIn episode, like you can build up a portfolio of like thoughts that you can put out into the world, right. you can make them engaging and make them thoughtful in a way where people want to engage with you and they think that you're smart and interesting too. It is cool. There's already a platform where you can do that. So I'm not sure that creating a new platform would, it, it would take away a very interesting value proposition of Twitter, which I, is that you can kind of connect with anyone. Yeah, I think it just depends on what it is. Like if it's sports or something that's like more se separate, then maybe that makes more sense where you could have something that people like to go on. It doesn't have to completely be instead of Twitter, but it could be in addition to, or maybe instead, it depends on what it is. But I think that, I think just this idea of communities for more niche groups that are, are going to pop up ar around the internet where the community is going to be feel like it's built for them and it's going to be popular for that reason i think that's my hypothesis i think um yeah twitter which is going to be for everyone but i think i guess my hypothesis is there'll be a lot of smaller communities that are going to pop up that are going to be independent yeah yeah and branching off of that one thing one thought i've had which i don't know if you felt similarly is it's really hard to like like you are someone and i would like to think i'm also similar where there are multiple interesting things about us and multiple parts to our like personality and interests, but you have to be one personality on Twitter. You have to mm -hmm. be like, you have to be the no code person, at least on the general Twitter platform. But you're also someone who's like very deeply engaged in entrepreneurship or investing, or you're an Orioles fan. Like I'm just throwing stuff out, but right. it's very hard to like be those other parts of your personality on Twitter when the platform is so generic. And that's something I think about too, is like, how do you build a brand and how do you and allow yourself to be the like have those like multiple facets of your personality on a platform where you have to be one person to build a following it forces you to become a character caricature of your of yourself in order to be like build a following on twitter which kind of sucks and i yeah. think because people who might otherwise be more interesting or more or become like they become less interesting because they're trying to appeal to the next people who have never heard of them before and are going to see their tweets that go viral or that it encourages people to be controversial or tweet 20 times a day about so I, I think there's a lot of negative consequences of that I agree yeah yeah and I agree with you and I guess where my brain was going with this is if you have a platform where it's more like independent communities kind of like you're describing you can be both like the, simultaneously the no code person and the Orioles fan and the like general entrepreneurship 
ideas person, podcaster, like all those things yeah. at once without having to sacrifice a following in any, on like the thing that built you the following on Twitter over. Which I guess Reddit kind of, it's that in a way. Yeah. Like you, can, you could be popular in different communities, I guess, potentially. Yeah. Um, but Reddit, it's interesting though, because Reddit is not real names. Whereas Twitter doesn't have to be real names, but it's mostly real names. And I think that's an interesting dichotomy. Is there an opportunity for the Reddit, but mostly real, like mostly real names or all real names. So you can build a following that actually follows you as opposed to Reddit, which is much more anonymous, I would say. Which I don't know how I feel about that. I guess there are different business opportunities or different like platform opportunities. Because there are benefits to being anonymous and there are benefits to being doxxed. And I think the big benefit is of people knowing who you are is you can build an identity as an actual person and build value for your actual identity. As opposed to if you build value to your Reddit handle, no one knows that doesn't apply to the real world. Exactly. Which I think like, yeah. So yeah, maybe there's an opportunity. And I think Twitter, I saw Twitter has like communities feature now. So I don't know if you saw this on the app, but I only know about it because I... The All In Podcast has a Twitter community that I think I only saw because Jason Calacanis tweeted it out one time. But now on Twitter, on the bottom, mm-hmm. I basically have a communities, a communities page, and I would potentially be able to join multiple communities. So they, I think they definitely see the, oh, I could even create a community if I wanted to. Wait, you so have they, a communities page? Really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> huh. I don't have that yet. I can discover. Oh, look at this. There's a startup community with 1,500 members. Wait, where do you see this? Can you show me? It's just on the bottom. Do you see? Oh, I, I don't have that. Have that. That's cool. Yeah, I don't have that. I guess it's a new feature. Oh, there's a design Twitter community. Oh, there's a Helium community. This is Dude, cool. that's cool. That's really cool. Maybe I should join these communities. So then the way it works is if you tweet in the in the community, it doesn't go out to your public tweets. It only is visible to other people in the community. That's cool. I'm curious how that actually take off within Twitter, but I think it's a cool idea. I'm s I don't think that it will. I think it's I think it's smart. Like I could see how the product team would arrive at that because it's basically what we were talking about, but I'm not sure it'll actually be adopted just because there haven't been that many things that Twitter has gotten people to adopt outside of its main feed. Yeah, I, I'm not sure it's quite there yet, but I think it is it is possible that it could work. I think it's possible that it could work. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't know. That just got me thinking that I do wonder if there's some opportunity for a social network that is Reddit, but with real names. And let's like people want to contribute mm. to those types of things because it is good for their personal brand. So I, I definitely see the benefit. I think Reddit is great and it's great that there's an anonymous platform out there, but I, yeah, I don't know. It's, I think that could be an interesting one. And yeah, huh. It's interesting. That's cool. I like it. I have a couple more, but I'll toss it over to you for one more idea if you want, or else we can go to Carvel. Is it my turn? Uh, uh, Your turn. Okay. Should we go rapid fire or should we? uh, we Yeah, let's rapid fire. Okay. I think that there's talking about ideas of things that you can, apps to use to make it, to help yourself build your like personal brand or business on top of Twitter, build a following. There are apps out there. Like I used, I've used hype fury in the past. There's one called tweet hunter. There's a bunch of these that like help you tweet and stuff like schedule tweets. I think that there also could be additional features built onto them that I don't see. If you want to, let's say you want to be notified when a certain keyword is tweeted about and you want a notification. So then you can quickly 
respond. That could be really helpful. Like I use TweetDeck to look for keywords. Like I could look for different no-code keywords and, but it's not real time. Like I have to check TweetDeck. So I think that could be interesting. I think, I think building something like that, like Tweet Hunter or Hype Fury, like those, like I think just building more features like that to help you grow your audience. I think there's still an opportunity to do that. That's an idea. I, yeah, I like it. One before we move. No, I think it makes sense. I think creator tools, really yeah. good idea. My idea was actually related to that, not only with helping you manage content, but helping you come up with new content. GPT-3, but for coming up with new tweets. So it could take in all of the content that you've written, probably find some keywords about, it, it could probably tag you for certain categories in the same way that you were tagged for those communities with like Helium and Jason Calcanis and all these different communities. I'm sure that it could figure out which communities you might, for which like keywords apply to you and then come out, help you come out with new content. You always fix it later, but it could at least help you with the ideation of coming out with new content. Yeah, definitely. I think that that makes a lot of sense too. And I think both of those are good, like bootstrapping, bootstrappable ideas where if you build it and I think you could build these ideas to pretty good revenue without any funding and just build it on your own. Yeah, totally. Yeah. As opposed to trying to build a new like social network, that's like a hybrid of Reddit and Twitter. <laughs> yeah. I'll share one more idea and then I'll pass back to you only because it's related to what you just said, yeah. which I don't use Reddit a ton, but I do looking at it for specific. If I'm like researching something specific or I'm trying to get a pulse on some yeah. trend and what's going on with it. I like being able to use Reddit as like a like source of what are people saying about a specific topic. Um, and I think there's an opportunity to use Twitter to make almost like a better Google trend to figure out what are people talking about? What's, mm. what are people like talking about over time? Can you actually then drill into not these just like general insights about here's how a topic is trending, but actually look at specific tweets at those points in time and see what people were saying about that topic or that keyword. I think that would be a really cool creator tool to be able to understand either if you're like researching something for a business or you're trying to follow a certain topic, I think that could be a very cool tool. I love that idea. I think that's amazing. I love that idea. So something like, yeah, there's Reddit list where you can see like the subreddits that are trending or growing mm -hmm. faster than others. But I think it would be really interesting to be able to do that on just on Reddit as a whole and see what people are talk talking about. Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. I like that too. Another thing that I think could be cool is I think a lot of people use Reddit as a way to do research about products they want to purchase. And it is a really good way mm, to, to get yeah. recommendations. But I totally I do that. Yeah, yeah so good. Every, a lot of people do. And I, I think, yeah, so do I. And I think there could be an interesting way of a search engine that allows you to really easily search for those types of products, like Wirecutter meets Reddit. Um, mm. And then link to all, make it easy to read all the things that people are posting about. And then on the, I don't know, I wouldn't want to put affiliate links on it because I think, I don't know. It's what they, other people are coming up with these ideas, but maybe you could, I mean, you can monetize it in a lot of other ways, but I think it would be interesting. Yeah. I love that idea. I think it's great. Yeah. I use it all the time. It's actually really helpful for that, especially coffee gear. People are really fanatical about this stuff and have strong opinions. So I was looking between two different grinders and Reddit came to the rescue. I ended up picking my grinder solely because of Reddit. Yeah. I'm sh I think that Reddit is probably responsible for like billions of dollars of like decisions that people are doing yeah the products that they're buying and you can just tell that someone has done the research oh yeah <laughs> it's unbelievable there's four paragraphs immediately as soon as you post something 
but either like very strongly in one direction of either can't believe you're even considering that so stupid or like this thing has changed my life. You got to buy these coffee filters. Uh, yeah. it, it's honestly wild. Totally. Yeah. Cool. I think we've exhausted my ideas. You got any others? The one other I think was like some sort of a, I think that Twitter ghostwriting agency, but with a twist, like I would want it to be, mm. I think that the pain point for people, just like what Chris Saka said in the, at the top, uh, I was talking about in the podcast is like making it easier to participate. It's a lot of people don't know what to say or what to talk about necessarily. So I think that what you would want to do is have like prompts, maybe even once a week that you would have a video chat with the agency or the agency would have video chat with you and you would have prompts, talk about it, record it. And then you would then have ghostwriters then use that to craft tweets. So I think doing it in a way that is structured and makes it really easy for people to see that this is low effort for me and I can see what I'm going to get out of it. So I think that that that's, if I were doing it, I would do it in a way that would, would be really easy to accomplish. Yeah. Yeah. I like that idea a lot. I think there's definitely something to ghostwriting. I like, I wasn't a big tweeter for a while. I like got into it for a few months, a bunch of months ago, and then I haven't really tweeted since, but I feel like the best conversations that happen about Twitter content happen off of Twitter. And there are people who have a lot to say about topics, but just don't really put it out onto Twitter. It might be like a conversation you have about a tweet in a group of friends or just like something, but people have a lot to say. They just, it's hard to do it on Twitter. It's hard to know the right thing to say. It's hard to be engaging. It's hard to know, like the conversation we were having earlier about your identity, it's hard to know where you slot in and what your identity is. Now you can build a brand around that identity on Twitter. There's a lot that goes into getting not virality, but even just like engagement on Twitter. And it's hard. It's hard if you don't know what you're doing. Yeah. I think just in general, I'm very bullish on, I think that I've always been bullish on, I think agencies are always also always like good ways to make money. I think that the unlock here is that you can hire really good talent off of Upwork or Fiverr. You just have to be willing to do the work of finding people who are really good and putting in really good systems, making it, putting the systems in place for everyone to succeed and do well. But if you can build up that system, I think that you can provide, figure out, okay, what's a service or even go to Fiverr, go to their most popular services, go to the most popular marketing services. And then you can say, okay, great. That's a good service. Now let me go find five people who help me do this in a really good way. Let me, let me then figure out, okay, what is, what are the questions that a client would need to answer or give me the information in order to then perform this task for them in a really good way? Because I think the disconnect that people have a lot of the time is they'll say, oh, I want to hire someone to do this piece of work for me or piece of marketing for me. And, but then they don't really know exactly what they need to do in order to like, they don't know how to communicate what they want to someone else to do it in a way that actually meets their needs. And I think that's, if you can create these, like productizing these marketing services and doing it in a way that really makes it easy to do that. I think that would be an easy win. So not, this isn't a Twitter idea, but just a bonus idea of, I think anyone who wants to start a business that like it could be a really great profitable business and just figure out what are these like marketing services that people like are struggling, like always are doing on their own or doing, they would, it would be great to have, do it better. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think it's a great idea and a great way to come up with a business idea is look at these other platforms and see what people are bidding on or like what are popular services that are on Upwork. That's one very tactical way of, oh, if I could build an agency around this very specific uh, niche thing that people are looking for on Upwork. 
I can unbundle it from my work and then create an agency and then do that for other people and make money. That's a very tactical way that someone could start a business. Uh, yeah. so no, I think there's a lot of insight there. That's awesome. Could be good fodder for a future episode. Yeah. Maybe there's a topic around yeah. that. Product yeah. services. I like it. But yeah, that's pretty much all I have. I We didn't talk a lot about Twitter bots. Maybe we'll save that for a future episode. But there's probably, I think there's a whole conversation about Twitter bots that we could go down that rabbit hole of building Twitter bots or what that would be valuable for. Yeah, I agree. I It's been something I've been thinking about, especially in the context of Elon Musk talking about how bad, more specifically, spam bots are for Twitter. Yeah. I've noticed a couple of very interestingly helpful bots. And I like the idea of trying to figure out how you can add like superpowers to Twitter and add bots in that way. So anyway, that could be a future episode. But yeah, fun plan. King of Twitter for a day. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Cool. Got any carve outs? What you got for me? You go first for carve outs. Okay, I've got three TV shows for you. I've been watching a lot of TV over the past week because... I don't start my job for four more weeks. We just moved. So TV show one on Netflix is Dream Home Makeover. Big interior design TV show guy. And this one's like the white Mormon version of Chippin' Joanna Gaines. So it's really good. A plus content. They're really good designers. It's these two people in Salt Lake City that go out and design people's homes. Really good. That's one. Number two is Dope Sick on Hulu. It's about, it's, not a documentary, but it's about the Sackler family and the opioid crisis with Purdue Pharma. And they have very impressive actors like Rosario Dawson, Michael Keaton, like big, pretty big time people that are in it. And it's really good. It like plays out everything that's going on between the Sackler family and the DEA trying to uncover what's going on and trying to stop Purdue from selling opioids. Really good and very applicable to me since I'm joining Ophelia in a few weeks and working against opioid, the opioid crisis. Very topical and very good. The last show is called The Bear on Hulu. And mm. this is so good. Okay, so it's about a chef who is this Michelin star, James Beard award-winning chef, who then moves back to Chicago to take over the family restaurant after his brother commits suicide. And he's basically like trying to restore it. And it's a story about love and connection between two brothers and the chef. And it, it's just so good and really well acted and such a good story. And it's very bingeable. It's eight 30 minute episodes. So it's super easy to turn through, but it's really good. I highly recommend it. Cool. Awesome. Great recommendations. I haven't seen any of those, so I will definitely add them to the list. Good yeah. content to add. Cool. All right. My carve out. Yeah, I also... I haven't had much. I've just been working a lot lately, so I haven't really watched anything. Uh, but one thing I have watched is the new Iron Chef on Netflix. Did you see this? Yet? It's so good. I was going to say that too. It's so, oh, that could not be it. yeah. it's So good. All right, sorry, go ahead. This oh is yeah, it's amazing. Mind. It was just really well done, really entertaining. It's just, it's cool. It's like a really good combination of really uh, like amazing food that they're cooking, but also in a way that, isn't too serious it's still like fun at the same time so i think they strike a really good balance there yeah i love that one i think the first episode is a very good example of that where the guys like the competitors chugging beers in the middle of the competition <laughs> and the sandwiches he makes are very whimsical it's just it's so yeah. good it's yeah. so good yeah so that was great that was great alton brown's also just a magician you'll have four random ingredients and he's oh this is a classic preparation of this random dish that no one's ever heard of. And he's just an encyclopedia. He's amazing. 
Yeah. Also, Andrew Zimmern is very. Oh, uh, he's great. And he's <laughs> the food, which sometimes brings him to tears. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. I can't recommend it highly enough. It's such a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Cool, man. All awesome. right. I think that's it for this episode. episode. See you back one. next week. Awesome. All, All right. One in the books. Later. Coming back into it, man. All right. See ya. Bye. Peace.